Gentlemen, get your drinks ready. It's time to astonish them. Welcome to the Astonishing Alcoholics, where we talk about what comics are hot this week over one, two, or quite possibly 20 drinks. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting a level check. Everyone give me something. Coming at you. <laughs> I can't wait for this episode. <laughs> uh, is it too late to cancel? Oh, no, no, we do it every Wednesday without fail. Well, yeah, I got him. Let's lock and load. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Out there in Radio Land. Not on the radio. Come at you from Pirate Radio. We're not, no, we're not doing that. We run a podcast. We're pirate Radios. We don't have a we ship. We are the Pirate Radio. So yeah, I have a, uh, a fun fact for us, a fun comic book fact for us tonight. Uh, I'm if, sure you uh, have a fact. They're very rarely <laughs> fun. <laughs> Did you know the much-hated font Comic Sans? Maybe you've heard of it. Oh yeah, once or twice. twice. Do you know the origin of Comic Sans? Mm, Enlighten us. Can't say that I do. Comic Sans came about, it is almost entirely based and named off after the font in the Watchmen graphic novel. Oh wow. That's not so bad. Based on that, they created Comic Sans the font. And then like I think the the letterist for Watchmen went on record and said it's like the worst font ever. Like it should never be used as a font. It was like for, oh, yeah. for that specifically. So wow. Wow. yeah, thank you Watchmen for Comic Sans. That was actually an interesting. Yeah, let me topic. tell you, you usually let me down, but that that wasn't so bad. No. Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes. terrible. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes he says, sometimes the soft intro comes to a close and uh, we go to Arya. Our bartender for what we're drinking. Thank God, because I'm almost out already. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, gentlemen, it's easy to make. Yeah, it's, wow, uh, wow. it's a black Russian. Wow. It is uh, two parts vodka, one part uh, Kahlua or your coffee liqueur of your choice. That's what I'm tasting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, yeah, like I said, very easy to make in larger quantities, unless you're Andrew, in which case we limit you. <laughs> You but, wish. Uh, like a like a hamster. Yeah. Like a hamster feed. And we gotta thank uh Sean, our loyal listener, for yeah. the drink suggestion as well as a special topic suggestion mm-hmm. for today. We'll get there. We'll get we there. We will hopefully get there. <laughs> and as usual, if you have any drink ideas or special topics for us to discuss, we'd love you to send them our way at astonishingalcoholics at gmail.com. We need help. <laughs> Did you edit my list again? <laughs> always. <laughs> I love all the last podcasts you just admit, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, I send you a different list. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind too, but I do the editing, so I know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that brings us to Andrew's favorite segment, possibly also the listeners, Puller Pass. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah a new, they, they love a new, that. A new staple, the oh, Polar yeah. Pass intro. People love that sound. People bite. love the the whoop whoop. <laughs> Are you ready to talk to me about how you felt about Marvel this week? Yes. I said, well, it wasn't a trick. It wasn't yeah. a trick question. It was just a, yes, yeah. my body is ready. Wowzers! Okay, You're let's get it rolling. Marvel, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, pull. Captain America, Sam Wilson. Pull. Captain America, Steve Rogers. 
Wait a second. Oh, he's done it, folks. The Catastrophic oh, Garrus. Oh, my I can't go. God. Is this it? This is it. Is this week is it. eight? Week eight. This so is, it. is yeah. it. Wow. Well, I'll say behind. I guess you got to pull because I said it. Uh, Steve Rogers as well. Pull. Disclaimer, you do not have to pull anything. We <laughs> yeah. don't to. Oh, we've uh, completed the holy trinity of errors. Yeah. Only one of us was edited out. <laughs> Damn you, black Russians. <laughs> uh, pull on Steve Rogers. Got it. And with that, we'll roll to Clone Conspiracy. End of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, wrap up issue. I'd say pull. If you've been reading it this long, you want to see how it wraps up. Nothing crazy here. Some yeah. good Gwen Stacy stuff again, but uh, pull. Daredevil. Pass. Deadpool. Pass. Doctor Strange, number one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Doctor Strange, number one, Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> pass. <laughs> Doctor Strange, number seventeen. Um, I'm gonna defer to you on this one. What are you... Uh, so it's the beginning of an arc that leaves us with Wong, kind of his best pal, getting kidnapped and captured by this horrible monster, and actually combining with them. It's it's really kind of a cool story. We're starting to see the the building of magic come back and how Doctor Strange is dealing with that. So I would I would definitely say pull it. Pull. <laughs> Gamora. Pass. Gwenpool. Pass. Invincible Iron Man. Pass. Mighty Thor. Pass. Monsters Unleashed number three standalone. Pass. Old Man Logan. Pull. Mm-hmm. Pat Seawalker, aka Hellcat. That is a pass. Punisher. Pass. Silk. Pull. Spider-Man. Pass. Star Wars Poe Dameron. Oh, man, everyone's favorite hero, Poe Dameron. <laughs> pal, Poe Dameron. I have to say uh, pass on, on wow. that one. Oh, I guess he's not your old pal. Yeah, right. Nah. Star-Lord. Pass. Ultimates 2. Pass. Uncanny Inhumans. Pass. Hard pass. <sighs> Uncanny X-Men. They, they bring you with the Magneto-Medusa on the cover. They are nowhere to be found. Pass, 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 <laughs> yes. pass. Confirm, confirm. U.S. Avengers. I can't... Are they on three? Maybe? Number I three, cannot yeah. believe yeah, they pass. And all of them pass. <laughs> Venom. Pass. And that is the end of Marvel. Wow. Well, wow. surprising. Who? Total massive... Cucking. Accidental pause. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, you guys always say that, but uh, I do the editing. <laughs> no, I only ever fix my own. So, uh, with that, we'll go to DC. Start off with Aquaman. Pull. Batman. Pull. Batman. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. Pass. Did you make that title up, Andrew? Nope, no, no, that's a real wow, one. Wow, that's yeah, a real yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew has confessed to making up titles before. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> Batwoman Rebirth, number one. It's uh, number one. It's a number one, so pull. I know you're not a fan of Batwoman, so we'll see. <laughs> you could say but, that. Uh, yeah, it's a number one, so go uh, ahead. I got a feeling I know where this next one's going, oh, yeah. but I'll say it anyway. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. You'd think that cybernetic eye would help him see that we're going to pass on it again this week. Wow, again I, this week? I don't remember passing on it yeah, last I time. I thought you yeah, pulled it last, sure. yeah. pulled it last well, time. Well, we, we all make maybe. mistakes. Who knows? Green Arrow. Definitely pull. Green Lanterns. Still riding the train. God, hoping to get started. <laughs> pull. Harley Quinn. Pass. He-Man 
Thundercats. You made this one up. Oh, okay. So he made a team up with a century. Jesus. Injustice Ground Zero. Pass. Justice League. Pull. Lucifer. Pass. Mad Magazine. I guess DC bought that. Well, I'll read anything on the list. So, Mad Magazine. Give me your answer. Pass. <laughs> Mother Panic. Uh, pass. Nightwing. Pull. Odyssey of the Amazons. Pass. Raven. Pass. Super Sun's number one. Number one. Pull. This is a strong issue. I think you were talking about this a little earlier. It was pretty good. It was also delayed. It was supposed to be out, I think, back in like December, and they delayed it a little bit. Wow. Uh, I don't Not know. I don't know why. <laughs> they must have had uh, somebody from Marvel's team come on. But uh, wow, wow. I tried to torpedo it as much as I could. <laughs> Yeah, really, you really just thought that Mad Magazine insert yeah, throw, throw really us off. Like, oh, stop the show, stop the show. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Superman. A uh, little bit boring. I wouldn't fault you for passing it this week. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Teen Titans Go. Pass. Trinity. Pull. Unfollow. Pass. Wild Storm number one. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. This is definitely a pull. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Uh, which brings us to our third section in Polar Pass, our oh, yeah, newer sure, insert, sure. the indie comics. We uh-huh. need to mention on this front, uh, Seven to Eternity's number one trade just came out. Not so, not a new issue, Sorry. but the collected works of actually everything that is out right yep. now. <coughs> so we've four, had, uh, we've had a issues, yeah. couple people express interest in checking it out. It is an image comic, which means that trade number one, $9.99. And it's super cool looking, too. Yeah. So it's got the the issue one cover and with a black border. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. really, really cool trade. Yeah. And we're not expecting, as far as we can tell, it's not slated to release number five till April. So you got plenty of time to catch up and jump in. Absolutely. And you absolutely should. Yeah. Uh, God Country. Now, we'll get into this a little bit later, but it's... Spoilers! The, the second issue <laughs> is out this week, and its first issue launched two weeks ago. And uh, pretty strong comic so far. Oh, so I'll it's going to be a bi-weekly, cool. as far as we can tell? I believe so, yeah. yeah. As far as we can tell right now, it looks like uh, a bi-weekly. Nice. Um, and then something... I've been forced to announce. No, don't worry. I'll do it for you. Uh, (laughs) Okay, yeah. By Boom Studios, another third party that we talk about. Um, They do. Well, we don't talk about it. (laughs) You should. Um, They had that partnership with uh, Power Rangers Justice League, but they do the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. You guys always give me shit for it, but it's actually a pretty cool comic. Um, the yeah, art's awesome. Shit for the story, the story is uh, its own, so it's not like the original stuff that we used to watch. But it was very, uh, very cool. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, that's, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, ending on Power Rangers for our indie comics. Uh, that brings us to pick of the week. Pick of the weeks. All right. What uh, what really rustled your jimmies in the best that's possible a, way? Oh, in the thing. good way. Yeah. yeah. In the good way. All right. Well, what uh, did it for you? What got you from A to B? I, I legally changed midnight. my name to Jimmy Russell's. Um, in the best possible in way. In the best possible <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it midnight? Um, it is now. Hey. Thud. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I picked up Audible Justice League. Thud. Audible Thud. I picked up Justice League 15. Um, Justice League has been up and down for me. Uh, it's, it's weird because you have, as opposed to the 
Hal Jordan Green Lantern or John Stewart Green Lantern, you have Simon and Jessica, the duo Green Lanterns. Q vomit sounds. Um, that was actual vomit. <laughs> the last, the last Justice League issue was a lot of the, uh, the entire team. They were killed. No, almost. Well, they were crushed by uh, Canada. Oh, no, I'm on board. Entire Canadian city. Okay, I like um, that. They were underground. Jessica was holding up a shield to, to keep them all together. But they kind of had like a mini therapy session where they got through, you know, whatever they had on their minds. The Green Lanterns feeling like they didn't belong, which well, they don't. Anybody yeah, outside, yeah, yeah, we'll agree. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. But also, it was like you know. I think Flash at one point mentions, like, well, we need to address the big red and blue elephant in the room, meaning the Superman from the alternate universe that is now part of their Justice League, now that their original Superman exploded. Yeah, get rid of him, too. Into blood, straight into blood. Well, this is the original Superman, right? This is the one that was killed by Doomsday, came back. Arguably some mediocre story arcs, but he's the Superman. He embodies all those, the stories I grew up with, at least. Um and it, you know, it was outed that Batman on his in his universe had all these contingency plans for each of the Justice League members, and they all look at Batman like, "Well, do you?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm the only one that doesn't have powers. Of course, I have these contingency plans." Tower of Babel, exactly. Yeah, the Tower of Babel show. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> so in this issue, they're actually part of. They were on their way to the UN uh, for a big um, meeting just to show that you know they can be trusted and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and then all of a sudden, each individual league member finds themselves in a different place. They wake up, they're like, wait a minute, we were just in the UN lobby. I forget, like, what happened. Uh, they're all in different times. And so what happens, it flashes back to the UN, and you see uh, they get in there, and then all of a sudden they're attacked by these, like, special forces. But first they see this girl bust through the window. Help me, help me, they're coming. Uh, as soon as they ask who, that's when this team comes through. Um... They start attacking them. None of their attacks are effective. Was it eleven from them. Stranger Things? Uh, no, 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 no. There was the, the lack of ego waffles. <laughs> okay. Although I was thinking it, um, and the, you know their their attacks are, are ineffective against these enemies. Um, the Justice League's attacks. The Justice League's attacks. Yeah. Okay. And, and, like everything they throw at. Was them. Was anyone in particular worse than anyone else at the, in this fight? Or they were all ineffectual? They were all ineffectual. Like the Flash starts to run, they throw a temporal grenade, which yeah, throws them, okay. like slows them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so they can't. They're like countering. They're countering the all their they have a counter for each ability. Exactly. Okay. Oh, got it. So, so they're ineffective because yeah. they're being countered. Yeah. So okay. aside from the Green Lanterns being total shit, they have their shield yep. up, and then they can just penetrate through the shields. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then. And, but the Flash, he has the girl that's um, eleven. No, uh, <laughs> he has the girl that's like in peril, right? Uh-huh. He has the damsel in distress in his in, her, in his arms. That's when he gets hit by the grenade, grenade, and she's the one explaining everything that's going on. Like, oh, uh. it's a temporal grenade. Um, they're from a different time, and she pulls out a bunch of like watches, basically, for lack of a better okay. description. Um, and she's like, I'm from the future. We're sort of like time police. You know, we help prevent things like this. Um, when you guys all showed up, these the forces that are attacking you basically associate everything bad that destroys the world with you guys showing up. So take these watches and I can get us all out of here. So Flash does that. He runs around, throws the watches on each person, gets them out of there, and then... Um, as an aside, Batman and Superman are somewhere else. They're in like this time lab or whatever it's called, trying to figure out what's going on. Cause Classic. There's it's this, hardest, there's it's this big explosion, and you know Batman convinces Superman to come into this building, and he's worried about Lois and so John. So he's finally off him. Well, you know you'd think, but it turns out he's 
needs help. Oh. Um, uh, unexpected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you're Andrew writing the story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I submitted a couple scripts, but I haven't heard back <laughs> All yet. All of them ended in Batman killing Superman. a couple of... Kryptonite um, bullets. So anyway, so they, they, they get to whatever time that this girl uh, takes them to, and there's this big building with this huge like white light being pushed out from it, and it's an explosion. And it's an explosion that goes through time, similar to what you think like Gore's time bomb, the God bomb. Okay, uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And what it does is meant to hit the specific points that line up with each individual person. Um, wow. Like Flash, when he went back, he went back to the day that the speed, like he became part of the speed or the lightning strike him, struck, okay. struck him. Um, and she explains that, you know, you guys are going to be teleported to specific times. You're going to have to fight together to prevent whatever these guys are trying to change. Uh, so it's the first story you've seen that really puts them in a position where they're powerless and need to come together to fight. That's cool. Uh, so I think it's it'll, it'll be start of a pretty cool arc. It is the timeless Interesting. Uh, Storyline, so cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Wait, so the idea is they're sent back to these periods where they don't have their powers? And they don't individually fight? have them, but those are the dates where each of them came into their powers. So... But like the Flash going back in time to the day they got the speed, like the Speed Force sure. was... So now he, he doesn't have speed it. at that He point. does, he does. Oh, it, it's, okay. it's it's All you see them in are those settings at those times. They each realize where they're at or when they're at. Um, but you don't see any adverse effect on them individually. So let me tell you, because my burning question is, is Bruce sent to the alley where his parents are murdered? Uh, he is actually sent to... Uh, no, um, I'm sorry, Bruce and Superman. They're uh, cool. Batman and Superman. Oh, they're, they're, okay. they're in a, they're they're in a separate situation. They're in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, well, they're, they're, blown up. they're the in a TARDIS singular is. building that has some sort of like effect on the, the time or whatever it is. It's so they're not, not, they're not sent back to... They are when they when they come out of it, they're outside in space and like in orbit, and all you see are like these big space stations and aliens. So you're assuming it's it's somewhere way in the future. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow! I'd play the Doctor Who theme song, but I don't want to get sued. I also don't know. By the, <laughs> sponsored by Doctor Who by Britain. That's uh, all right. So sponsored by thirty seasons. <laughs> sponsored by Britain. Britain. <laughs> the UK. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Well, I mean, that sounds super interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the time aspect. I like them having a fight, kind of band together in, in a time where they don't really have their powers and make sure that they end up the heroes that uh, they we, we know them to become. Yeah. I, I think that's a really cool kind of uh, direction that's going on. Mm-hmm. I like to see what that brings. Um, with that. A surprise pick from Andrew, actually. Yeah. Uh, a huge yeah, surprise. Sure, sure. You're going to see immediately. Because, first of all, it's not Spider-Man or X-Men. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. He so, reads other comics. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mostly, I mean, read, I I mostly yeah. read those two, but, but uh, it's like... It's yeah, like, he's a big Inhumans fan. Yeah, yeah, Death in Humans. Cyclops you, is right. Keep in mind who always introduces Marvel every week to That us. is true. And, Andrew, yeah. tell me uh, what you've chosen. Uh, I'm going with Green Arrow. Oh, my God, uh, a DC yeah. comic? Down, yeah, down we down for Marvel overall. Only Cloak Conspiracy had the chance to kind of stand out, and it was it was okay. But uh, Green Arrow was really good this week, and it's been my favorite of the DC Rebirth stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know, why not? Appreciate the refill of that Black Russian. I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think I'm gonna regret this most of all. But uh. so uh, this is this is a cool issue. Uh, as we know, his bow is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe an issue or two ago. Uh, so at the start of this, you see him making a new bow, and he's kind of going through the like, you know, I don't, I don't use hickory, I don't use oak, I, I use, 
you know, he's going through all these different types of wood. He's like, y'all? Yeah, y'all. He's like, that's one of the oldest trees. It's really resilient. I love that part. Like, so that's what, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. why I choose this type of wood. It's to justification. Because it's not just like, it's not just the properties of right. the wood. He's saying that like this wood stands for something. Sure. Like, it's, a, it's a symbol. That's why I use it. Like it's got an inherent power. Even some religious context. Yeah. Mm. So, so he forges his new bow. He creates it. Then we flash over to the Trump-like character. Uh, who is now Nathan? Mayor Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. He's now the mayor. Is it Nathan? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's officially mayor now. He's, he's officially the, the mayor. If you remember, a couple issues back, Oliver went to him as Oliver Queen. It's like, yo, we knew each other as kids. Don't get in bed with Queen Industries. They're up to something. If you know what's good for you and you want to do right, you're gonna like basically like wiretap him essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll let me help you. Plant this bug on. And this guy's like, get out of here. Like, I'm trying to be mayor. Like. You're crazy. Yeah, these, <laughs> these guys are throwing me yep. parties. They're slipping me coke yep. and the ladies of the night. Yep. Like who? Like so you? Yeah, you. You go up into this penthouse with now the mayor and the head of Queen Industries, and you know the mayor's like, listen, like I, the guy's like, oh, I'm so glad you're mayor. Now like we can really get down to business. And he's like, listen, listen, listen. I'm mayor, not you. Like I call the shots around here, and the guy. Why can I not? I cannot remember his name. Uh, Broderick. Yeah. So oh, Broderick yeah, yeah. flashes up on the screen some like blackmail material of you know Nathan with some ladies of the night. Sure. And he's like, "Look, I'm and you're, old yeah. cocaine." He's like, "You're gonna do what I, I say." And at this point, Nathan's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna wiretap this guy." Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. now you decide in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> On the back of his iMac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, first of all, as he's pouring 50-year-old Yamazaki, is there... Fucking rude. Very rude. All right? There's nothing worse. He tries to wiretap this guy, and of course, Broderick sees him, and he's like, well, this is unfortunate. (laughs) Uh, Pulls a gun out on him. Pulls a gun on him. Uh, Next scene, you see Nathan stripped down in his underwear, where, like, tied up on this... (laughs) Alter basically surrounded by Ninth Circle members, mm-hmm. and they like brand him, and they're just like, you know, you're screwed. Like you're gonna do what we say. Tell me what that brand looks like. It looks like doesn't look like the nine. What's their Ninth Circle of? I was gonna say it looks exactly like the Black Science logo. It does kind of look like the Black Science logo. <laughs> too, oh, I think he's going cool. uh, Naruto with this. Oh, well, that's with close this, too. Yeah, the Nine Tails seal on his yeah. stomach. The uh, the funny thing is, all while they're like, you know, like. They're, they're giving this big speech about it, and, like, you see Nathan's, like, inner dialogue, he's like, Oliver was right. Oh, yeah. crap. He I, think he's right. even, I think he's saying it out loud. He, he's kind of saying it, but like, he's, like, yeah, whimpering he, it. He's, yeah. yeah, like, to it's, himself. Yeah. Sure. He's, like, he's like, Oliver's right. I never should have done this. So, blah, Oliver blah, blah, blah. and Cyclops. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next scene, you see, you see the reporter, Victoria, who took a bullet, or took an arrow. Sorry. <laughs> green arrow. She took an arrow. Uh, she was the one who was kind of reporting on why Green Arrow could have been good yeah. for the city. Yeah. Uh, well, she's giving a very objective view. She's saying, like, I don't know, good or bad, let's get down to the bottom of it. She was it. also, I, you could put her in the, the supporter category, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think that it could come across that way just because she was so obviously trying to find the truth. Yeah. And then the fact of the matter just was he he's was not out there. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's a good guy. That's a fair point. And so I think that was, because kind of what I liked about that when she was going on is it like, realistically that is how the news should be done like what she was doing was very objective she wasn't really on a side other than the side of the truth and just you could you could kind of paint that in the role of a supporter because the truth is he's a hero but 
She she wasn't one to quickly condemn him. So uh, Oliver comes to her in the Green Arrow outfit and says, "At one like before this all went down, you were willing to look at the facts and kind of figure out what was going on. Are you willing to, if I provide you with information, to help me take down, you know, Queen Industries?" Mm-hmm. And she's and and Oliver's like, "Please, like, say no because this is dangerous and I don't want to put you in danger." Right. And Victoria's like, "Sign me up. Give me the info you have. Keep giving it to me. Like, let's take them down." And Keep I was like, giving it to me. She's here. We go. Well, you'll find out why. Yeah. Why? And then there's then there's a funny scene where, uh, you know, she goes, "I don't suppose you're going to offer me an exclusive interview." And Oliver's like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." And she's like, "I don't suppose you and uh, Black Canary are exclusive." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, like you can't, you can't get with this." Like I got, <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to admit to that. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, we're exclusive." Yeah. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, because because uh, an arrow almost hit my heart." Yeah, and he's, he's like. Yeah, 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 we're exclusive, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then the uh, then the ending of it is Oliver testing out his new bow with uh, Emmy, and, and Emmy's like, you know, his I'm, sister, his sister. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna be the new Red Arrow, and there's a little back and forth about Oliver's like, yeah, you don't call yourself that. You're not the Red Arrow. That comes with some connotations and yep. some backstory, some history. Uh, Merlin shows up, Malcolm Merlin. He's like, ah, you know what? I'm here to to rumble. Yeah. Him and Oliver start start dueling. Arrows are flying. Um, I love, by the way, the first kind of trade of blows here is a black arrow shoots in straight at Emmy's face. Yeah. And he, like, blocks it with the back of his hand. Yeah. Like, blocks it with a gauntlet and explodes. Just as she's like, just as she's like, you don't need to take care of it. Yeah. Like, don't treat me like a kid, Ollie. And he's like, <laughs> the arrow uh, explosion technique. The, the cool thing is, it's actually kind of a trap set up yeah. by Canary and Emmy. Of this, no, like, and and uh, Oliver, he says, like, I and Oliver, him to come. right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's he leaves it up to Emmy and Canary to actually spring the trap, spring and they these, they yeah. pull this log, they the, oh, the yeah. spiked log swings down, like slams Merlin in the chest, like incapacitates him. Very like predator like yeah. setup, like you know, you got Arnold, you got the predator. <laughs> He's yeah. out there covered in mud, trying to gun him down. He's like firing arrows. He's dropping spiked logs, like it's uh, yeah, they, it's like mouse trap. The ending though is pretty gnarly. Uh, and Oliver essentially is ready to kill Merlin. He's like, all the stuff you've done, like, this, I've, I've got to put you down. And Diggle actually ends up saving Merlin, and he's like, I owe this guy my life. And he goes away with Merlin's body. Because he goes, like, walks into the yeah. ocean. Yep. <laughs> like, where the hell are he you walks going, into the dude? river. Yep. So uh, it looks like so, the ocean to me. Yeah. So more to he come. pistol whips Oliver. <laughs> yeah. More to come there. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the 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 there are kind of two setups then that they leave you with in this. Oh yeah. One one of the things was Merlin goes, listen, you're an outlaw in your own city. You're all you have is like this ragtag group of people. Like the Justice League doesn't even want to be associated with you, but the League of Shadows wants you. I'd take you. I'll yeah. take you. And you're like, huh? But then like they go their separate ways. Oliver tries, you know. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The second thing is the the kind of. Last page you're left with is Victoria doing some research, and she's she goes, if I'm going to get in bed and help anybody, I have to know who I'm helping, so I'm researching Queen Industries, yeah. and it looks like they got their beginnings, if I look at all the deeds and properties that they've owned, it makes a star on the map. Mm. It looks like they got their beginnings at the center of the star, a star city. <sighs> That's kind of cool. Star uh, City. I don't think we've heard anything about Star City since before New 52. Yeah. It's kind of just disappeared. Yeah, and so 
I'm just interested to see where they go with that was originally Green Arrow's stopping ground. So yep, absolutely. And yeah. I think kind of we talked about it. I think some weeks ago, but the significance of Malcolm Merlin showing up and some of the stuff he says there, I think, is even heavier now on the heels uh, or what we know what's going on with Batman. That the next story arc there is yep. also the League of Shadows. Yep. And this darkness is kind of coming. So we theoretically, the League of Shadows is about to play a very huge role in the DC universe, which yeah. I think is yep. super cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, Green Arrow. Yeah. yeah. That takes us to and it was Lincoln. Great. It was great. And, yeah, so we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, foreshadowed a little bit, or flat out told you what yeah. I'd be talking about. So that's something called God Country. The number two came out this week. Two weeks ago, and we didn't talk about it. We weren't really super into talking about the indie stuff yet at that point. The it's number image, one right? had come out. It is an image. Uh, actually. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. it references the 25-year anniversary yeah. of image. Yeah. So it is an image comic. I was actually able to pick up the number one today. Got this as well. Read them both. And I got to tell you that I'm enjoying it so far. It is. It's kind of a cool setup. The number one is fantastic. There's a lot of setup to get you rolling into the story. I'm going to read the first just kind of two chat bubbles from the yeah. second issue. Okay. Because it really just kind of sums some stuff up. But some important things to know, there are about four characters we know of right now. It starts off with an old man. Uh, it's the, the Quinlan family. Uh, it starts off with an older man who has Alzheimer's. So he doesn't know who he is. His wife passed about eight months, a year ago. His grown son, who has a family of his own, has now moved back to this kind of town in Texas to take care of his dad, who, like, wakes up every day, doesn't remember his own name, doesn't know anything. Um, So he's brought his family back, and he's kind of like, there's some strife with his wife, his kids kind of like... uh, His kid's actually quite happy, but she's younger. She looks to be about maybe six, somewhere between five and seven, I'd say. Um, and it goes in the first one there's reference to this storm this storm that's rolling through this storm that changes everything there's a narrator that goes on to say that this story's been handed down it's been told several times and basically we have the town There's we meet Roy's dad for the first time he can't like he, he's hurt somebody the police are there he can't really take care of himself but this tornado rolls through and changes everything Roy, who's uh, the son... Roy Harper. Roy Quinlan. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Close. Yeah, close, you almost close. knew what was going on. Almost. <laughs> but thank you, black Russians. Thank you. Yeah. But so the, his wife is like leaving. She's driving away. He's still in the house with his dad. Tornado rips through, tears everyone apart. Like the cars flipped over. The house is in tatters. Um, all of a sudden they say the tornado wasn't the worst of it. What it brought with it was... And this massive black demon arises behind Roy's daughter, who has come back to make sure he's okay. Yeah. Because the the house he was just in was just torn to the ground. Is it his daughter-in-law? No, it's his daughter. It's his daughter. Oh, okay. Well, Roy is is the son. So the the granddaughter of the main character. I'm sorry. Yeah, the granddaughter of the main character runs back to make sure that her dad is okay. And um, this black demon arises, goes to kill her. And it, it the, the comic's kind of funny, it makes this reference that, you know, the demon would have been okay because Roy wasn't really a fighter. He was kind of this, like, weak guy, just a family man. But you ask anyone else in Texas, and his dad was like a god. 
And the uh. next scene is this massive explosion with Roy's father, who up until this point had had Alzheimer's and like couldn't like yeah. form, couldn't like communicate with sure. anybody, didn't make any sense. He's wielding a massive like. 20 foot blade and he's just like blown wow. this demon to smithereens holy smokes and so he goes the first two opening series Roy's childhood home out in west Texas has been destroyed by some kind of shadow demon from outer space who rode there on a magical tornado and the fact that that said demon was thusly slain by Roy's previously Alzheimer's addled father Emmett which is his name wielding a giant sword no less was the tip-top on what could kindly be called the surreal evening. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the setup to what's going on in this issue. We come to find that now that Emmett is holding this blade, he's completely cognizant. He knows where he is. He knows who he is. The blade has, like, entirely healed him, kind of like Jane Foster and Thor. Okay. So while he's wielding this magic weapon, he's like... My granddaughter's here. Like, this is the first I'm, like, finding out about my granddaughter. Like, my daughter-in-law is here. My son's here. He's having a great time. He's getting to meet the family. And then, um, you know, he's having these, like, flashbacks to times that they visited him in the hospital when his uh, daughter-in-law was still pregnant with his granddaughter. He's like, things are coming to him. He's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, His son, Roy, walks up and he's like, Dad, we got to go talk about what's happening here. Like, you just blew up a demon and you're now holding like a 12 foot sword yeah, sure. that you haven't put down like you're, you're hugging my kid and you got a 12 foot sword in your hand like you should probably put it's a little one weird down. a little weird um and he goes no uh we're not going anywhere and he proceeds to totally rebuild his house that's been blown to smithereens using the magic of the sword it's like wow okay that's pretty cool um and something that though is crazy is he references that Emmett references that his father built the house, and he built it with, like, you know, he wasn't a builder, he wasn't, like, a like a carpenter, so there were creaks in the wood, the door hung a little low, and when he recreates it, he recreates all those faults. Yeah. So he really recreates his home, not just the house. Um, what happens next is a god flies out of space and lands on Earth. Okay. Shows up to Emmett and says, you gotta give me that sword. <laughs> that that's my sword. I'm I'm here to I'm here to rip you in half. <laughs> and then Emmett points the sword at him, and the sword speaks. Okay. And it says kneel. Wow. Then the god kneels at Emmett's feet, and there's this exchange, kind of explaining a little bit about what's going on here. This god that's shown up is the son of like the king of the universe, the king of everything, the guy who like basically the true like ultimate god. He's the king. Um, this is his son. He was previously wielding this blade, but the blade itself, they go on to say, is the king of swords or the god of swords. So, and Emmett draws a comparison to Excalibur, and this guy replies, uh, Atris, I think his name is, um, replies, it, it's not just like Excalibur, it is Excalibur. Okay. It is every famous sword you've ever heard of, every undefeated warrior with unbroken blade. This is that weapon. Like, it is the god of swords. Um, So they go on. He's like, listen, I I need you, like, you know, this sword says it wants to stay with you. So, like, we're going to chill out. Like, I'm not going to come at you. But I'd like you to, to, like, 
forego it to me. Like, we, we kind of need it back. And you're just, yeah. like, this regular dude who's not, like, <laughs> fighting a war. Or, like, you don't have, like, some cause to take sure, up. or some sure. kind of lunatic Texan. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of want this giant, massive god sword back. <laughs> and Emmy kind of goes on. He has a moment where he, he considers it. And he's like, you know, I, like, you know like, you're right. I, like, I'm not really fighting anything. Um but I gotta ask you this, and, and he describes kind of like there's there's this really like powerful description of Alzheimer's where he says it's like I don't know if you, I wouldn't even know how to explain this to you because you're a god, but uh, it's like a curse of like I, I don't even know my own name when I have it. And this guy's like, yeah, that, no, that, that really sucks. So I don't blame you if you don't want to give this up. Cause yeah, you, yeah, it's definitely gonna come right back when you let like, go of the sword. Sure, so, sure, sure. Um, we kind of leave off with he he basically tells this guy yeah I'm not going to give it back. Um, so Aristus, which is this god that's landed on the planet, the the final page he's flying back up to his father, and he says that you know very commonly or or where we come from when you take up the blade you give like uh, a proclamation or a challenge, and there's <laughs> there's this pretty funny back and forth between him and his dad where he's saying like. Uh, you know, he, he sent words, uh, he says, known in his realm, he related to me their meaning. They're kind of a battle cry of his people during a time of great historical unrest. And his dad's like, what, like, what the hell are you talking about? Just tell me the goddamn words. <laughs> and uh, he says, come and take it. So basically, like this, prog- like if you want it, like, yeah. come and get right, it. Try it for my dead cold Yeah, hands. yeah, sure. exactly. Wow. Try it for my cold, dead hands. Wow. So it's like really really cool so far uh, a good read definitely a fun comic yeah um and, and i'm really excited to just kind of see where it goes because i think it, it's got the potential to just go anywhere sure so, yeah that sounds more, awesome uh, more good stuff from perused image. issue one and it's holy shit man jeff shaw that penciler is incredible oh it, yeah. and it's it's art that's actually pretty similar to kind of takes me back to seven eternity with its kind of like gritty realism uh, and that's kind of what I really liked about it. And then, of course, just reviews saying that, like, God Country was this really fun, uh, cool story that you should definitely check out. Really yeah. brought me in. And, yeah. Uh, it, it was. It really was. Worth the read. So, nice. definitely my pick of the week. Uh, and with that, what always follows that is uh, our weekly winner. Wow. Once is again, who'd have thunk it? Once again, a unanimous vote. Yeah, it was. No yeah. dissension amongst the ranks. Not this week. Yeah. Not this week. Uh, that's Wild Storm. The Wild Storm. Oh, man. Originally Jim Lee's title. Yeah, Jim Lee as was an one. image comic. Back in the day. Yep. One of the original. One of the original image comics kind of created the world. It has well, now. It was- it was more not not so much that it was just a comic. It was it was an entire universe. So yeah. there was like yeah. multiple titles underneath it. Like I think it was like Wildcats and, and a few yeah. other like big uh, Wetworks was one of them as well. Yeah. Um, the big thing too is a lot of those comics were they were under even though it was eventually sold to DC. Yep. It was actually under their own, uh, like branch or brand. It was sure. Wild, of it image. was like Wildstorm Comics. Yeah. Actually, which yeah, was yeah. yeah. Which, crazy enough. Yeah, I, I learned this today. Was they did the the World of Warcraft comics, Starcraft comics. Like they had a lot under their wow, belt. Like they wow. got titled like releases or actual like titles on there. Um, but Wild Storm is they had sort of reintroduced some of the characters into the DC universe when they did the New Fifty Two, which you saw like I think I mentioned last week in Flashpoint. Grifter, uh, you saw Grifter yep. in there as well. Um, 
this is a complete new rebirth, new origin story from scratch introduction to Wildstorm, to these characters that you may or may not have seen in the past. Yeah, and one heck of a ride so far. So, yeah, yeah. like you mentioned, it is now a DC comic. It's yes, no longer an image title. or uh, indie comic, taken over by Warren Ellis. And we mentioned a little bit kind of when this was coming out that it just had some really funny, like kind of fan letters from from Warren Ellis or the the advertisement interview for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. Help, Jim Lee has me locked in his basement. Oh, He's yeah. told me I can't leave until I finish writing Wild Storm. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Warren. Send somebody. <laughs> Warren Ellis has every potential to be as great as, like, a Revender. Yeah. Yeah. As Lulhan as he has an editor. Like, I, I expect this to be incredible. When, when he's off on his own, like, doing, like, God knows what, he has a tendency to go crazy. Just, yeah, like, straight off. Like, just, just, it, just it, yeah. absolutely. Like, but when he's got someone, like, an editor who, like, hones it down and focuses yeah, it, his stuff his, is, yeah. his stuff is spot on. Some of his Moon Knight stuff, like, the kind of relaunch of Moon Knight with Marvel, he did some of that, was really good. And he's got a couple other indie comics I've read that are... Also pretty pretty spot on. So yeah, yeah. And this was no different. I mean, so we really come out of the gate, uh, some kind of really cool, really strong imagery. We're met with this character who uh, goes by the call sign Zealot. Yep. Uh, she's cleaning herself up in like this bathroom, she's covered in blood, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "I had to interview this guy. It didn't go well. Yep. Like it, <laughs> it went like, bad. It, yeah, <laughs> it went uh it went a little south. The, the interviewee was difficult. She kind of reminds me of like a Maggie Sawyer from the Metropolis um, police force. Like just the way that she's painted, but like way more ruthless. Because sure. yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy's dead and his face is in a toilet. And yeah, she's like, covered in blood. So. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, yeah, so the interview did not go according to plan, I would say. <laughs> Um, we're met with a, a couple of other characters. I mean, as it's a number one, it kind of a rebirth and introduction to the to the system here. We're introduced to a whole bunch of people that I'm sure you kind of know if you were entrenched so, in the yeah, world back when it was being read before. There's a character, and I don't remember if we really get too far into who this is, but Voodoo. Yeah. Who's walking around. She's kind of got one or two girls with her. They're talking about... In a kind of Times Square-esque location, like huge ad TVs all over the place. And she's like, listen, on launch day, I want to be on every single one of these. So presumably she's famous or or is some sort of performer. Yeah. And there's, there's going to be some kind of launch or, or maybe even uh, an inventor. Because we're meeting a lot of kind of like high-powered, like... Um, Politico types, uh, like CEO big yeah. wigs. So it could be that she's a part of like kind of a tech company because that's kind of the vibe we're getting so far. Yeah, um, you get the sense because she's talking about like launching a new, a new record. record yeah. So you also get some of that, like like you said, entertainment. I think vibe. she's an right. Artist, yeah. yeah, right. And it, it it is officially Manhattan. That is Times Square. Yep. Yeah. So we're met by kind of the next voodoo goes by. We're met with two more characters that recur, uh, recur throughout this story. Uh, a Mr. Craven and a Priscilla or uh, Angela. Pris- Angela, yeah, Angela is Voodoo's actual right. name. Yeah. Priscilla is Voodoo's <coughs> name. Miles is um, this guy's name. That was the only thing I thought that might be. She might be kind of in the clandestine thing. Is she also goes by a call sign? But I think that's her artist. name. That's like her stage name. I think. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It's uh, Miles and Julia, the two gentlemen. I think they're husbands. Yeah, it's possible. They they're, yeah, they're they're ca- well, the only confirmation we have is. Angela says that. Yeah. And 
uh, she's like clearly like she's walking up uh, to Miles Craven, who's her boss, like her boss's boss's boss, like the head of the company she works for, and she yeah. comes to him asking for kind of like more funding to do the research or to explore further into the resources she's working on, and. Uh, she just kind of like immediately makes references to other guys. Seen she seems crazy. Husband. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. seems kind of like. Like unhinged. Like a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she just goes, like, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt like your your husband's like like lunch. And then just they're kind also of, like, holding hands in a panel though. Like that panel where they? you first meet them. Yeah. They're, they're like canoodling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Canoodling? <laughs> oh, they are yeah, holding hands. I think hands. it is. Yeah. Okay. It is yeah I didn't notice yeah. that. Is. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he even says, he's like, oh God, she's probably just like trying to find her crack dealer. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he even thinks she's an absolute just unhinged yeah, lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, come to find kind of like with most comic book lunatics that uh, she's brilliant. She says, you know, like I've, I've done good work for you. And he's like, yeah, you've done some of the best work ever for us. Like we're all like super proud. And she's like, listen, I need like a whole bunch more stuff. I need more fun. I need medical teams. I need all sorts of stuff. And he's like... <laughs> Well, it's Friday. That's like you know, even if I wanted to do that for you, which I don't. Uh, yeah, it, it's Friday, and I'm not going to. Period. Yeah. And so she kind of rolls off, and she's like, "Fuck these guys." You know, you work for the world, they tell you, and then you you're not. You're just turning turning tricks for a couple dollars, and then uh, then uh. Immediately, like, a guy is thrown out a window yep. above her. Yep. Uh, she turns into some sort of, like, Gundam spacecraft, flies up and <laughs> saves him. Uh, he's like, yo, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, probably, and flies away. And he's yep. like, no, well, that was weird. Well, she's, <laughs> she's bleeding from her torso. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But also, her torso is a spacecraft at this point. But it was, it was bleeding beforehand. Right, but yeah. now she's a literal spacecraft. Agreed, agreed, yeah. agreed, yeah. Um, she's... <laughs> and just <laughs> in, kind of in scope size, she doesn't, like... I don't mean she's piloting like a Gundam. Like she has her body. It looks has like turned it's... into some exactly. kind of like yep, like craft, sure, sure, like, sure. like a mech yeah. type suit, which I'm okay with. Yeah, it's like yeah, a mix it's between like a predator really and a Gundam. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And part of it is kind of when she does it originally, we can kind of see her skin splitting, like yep. revealing certain yeah. things. See, like more fissures, like cracks in her skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're very, kind of like, cool. oh, what's what's going on over here? Um... We come to find that that guy who's flying out of the window is Mr. Cravens or Mile Cravens, I supposedly main competitor, um, Michael Cray, uh, from a company called IO. Another it's very kind of Apple esque. Like they have like a they've sort of fitted around that where they, they control like the technology, they're like the big tech company. Yeah, tech yeah. Oh, we're all about kissing babies and like making a good impression and yeah. selling phones, they say. Right. Like yeah, you know, all these guys are trying to do is sell phones and like get good PR. Like yeah. we we have the ability to change the world. Yeah, like, take over the world. Yeah. Yeah, change the world, take over the world, you know, yeah. who, who knows what at this point. <laughs> um so he's kinda like he's just been saved by this chick. He's like, listen, I was just plumbing into my death. Uh, or Michael Cray from IO just tried to kill me and there's something new in the world. Wake up the cat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and you're like, well, what the heck is that? All what about? is the like, cat? We, we originally thought this guy was just leaping to his death. And is now the war and the Hawk actually cats. <laughs> Where do you get these ideas from? <laughs> 
No more black Russians. Oh, there are no more black Russians. It could be a cat. Oh, it could be a cat. I mean, I don't know. This guy actually literally talks about cats. Yeah, so yeah. Would be thank the time. you, thank you. It it's an acronym. Out. It's an acronym. Now would be the time for your cat theories. Uh, yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of them. Okay. A lot of cat theories. Once again, we meet another character. Uh, we come to find it's the wet work assassin who tried to do in Michael Cray, kind of our phone selling, like PR CEO guy. Um, no, no, no. He, Michael Cray is the name of the assassin. Michael Cray is the name of that gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael Cray is the name. Oh, no, he says yeah, Michael Cray the, from IO tried the to kill guy, him. The guy, oh, the guy who right. got attempted, the guy who got thrown out the window and almost died is uh, Marlowe. Jacob Marlowe. Jacob Marlowe. Jacob Marlowe. Marlo. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But so, Michael Cray is his would-be assassin IO guy. Yeah, IO is some... So to clarify, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we have Jacob Marlowe. Yep. Head of a he, he, CEO, Halo. head of a huge Halo head of his Halo company. Corporation, yep. selling phones, getting good PR. Yes. We got Miles Craven, button-up shirt, smooth-talking operator, head of everything else, controls a wet work division, and we're now meeting Michael Cray, who is the assassin that tried to kill Jacob Marlowe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got it. You got it. All right. All right. I'm there. I'm There's there. a lot I'm, of movie pieces. I'm with this it. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. meeting. So you know, that's that's it, classic Warren Ellen. We're kind of setting everything up, so we're we're meeting like a million yep. people right yep. now. Um, we start to see a little bit of how this assassination went down, why everyone was flying out the window. Um, Michael Cray busts in on Jacob Marlowe. We kind of get the sense, we start to kind of find out that Jake Marlowe might be a little older than we initially think. He says, I've been running this company, or I've been like moving and shaking for like the last hundred years. Oh, he hasn't had to, well, he describes like the event of the quote, like the assassination attempt. Yeah, yeah. He talks about having to pop, um, I forget what it's called. It's like a laser cannon in his wrist. It's his wrist. It looks like an organic like cannon in his wrist, it looks yeah. like yeah. kind of like a like a oh that, spur. That was spur. pretty cool because he yeah. was like he's like this guy busts in and I was like God I'm gonna have to pop my spur which I haven't done in and I haven't done it in a hundred in a hundred years, yeah. years Very old man Logan yep, I'm gonna have to freaking shoot this guy blow his brains off. out yeah. and then he's like then this motherfucker grabs my spur and I'm like I'm gonna have to shoot him twice once to blow his hand off <laughs> once to blow his face off like come on. <laughs> God, what a hassle! But that's what ends up causing the explosion that flings him out the window. Right, yeah. To then be grabbed by Speaker or Andrew, Andrea Speaker? Michael Cray. No, no, no. no, no, the, no, 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 no. The, the robot lady. Oh, to Angela. be saved. Yeah. To be saved uh, by him. Yeah, yeah. Cray, Cray didn't intend for this his. to happen, though. Well, do we know that? Well, he talked about, like, polonium and, like, uh, Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Like, we don't know a lot of anything. But as far as... Because he said... Well, so, For Michael Cray, he says that there was an explosion... And that's like he was flung against the wall, and that was it. That was the last that thing I remember. That was unintentional. But part of the reason I think he's getting at here is the reason they sent Michael Cray specifically is because we now know Jacob Marlowe isn't just like a regular guy. Right. And I now guess we also know that Michael Cray isn't just a regular assassin. He's supposedly a counterpiece to whatever this Jacob Marlowe guy is. He says that... Like, how did they know? I guess they know that I'm not, like, necessarily, like, this bio-organic thing. I'm, like, a, I'm like this different kind of creature. And this Michael Cray guy has the ability to combat, like, my bio-mechanical, like, weapons. Because he yeah. 
once he put his hand on it, I was thinking, ah, oh, I gotta blow his hand off, I gotta blow his head off, like, what a Friday. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, he just, like, totally cucked my gun, and now everything's exploding, and I'm being flown out the window, and he's gone into the wall. So, and this, once again, is all happening with yet another character. Uh, is it, do we know her? Adriana. Yeah. That's Adriana. the robot S. That's cat. Almost ghost in a shell. I'm pretty sure that's the cat. So. Is that the cat? Wake up the cat? I think that's the cat. I'd assume so. Yeah. Okay. And we go presumably his his number one or his like main go-to because he's like, oh, by the way, when I was falling out of the freaking window, where were you? Because <laughs> yeah. I was saved by this total crazy person <laughs> who turned into a freaking plane bleeding from the torso <laughs> and then flew the hell away. Like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And uh, we're kind of flashing all over the place. We're back to um, Craven and Michael Cray. They were having a bit of a debrief about how this botched assassination went so wrong. And uh, Michael Cray wants to make it up. He's like, listen, let me come with you. Let me yeah. figure out what's going on here. We'll, we'll right the ship. We'll assassinate. You know, we'll, we'll figure out how best to assassinate this guy. And Craven goes... Ah, come on. All right, fine. Make yourself useful. Come on. Like, we'll take a look at the vids. We'll see what happens. All of a sudden, Michael Cray's nose starts bleeding. He goes to reach for the chair, misses the chair, collapses to the ground, passes out. And Craven's like, I just said make yourself useful. Yep. How is this useful? And it's pretty uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, right. uh, I feel like you were like, I like this yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. the, your top assassin passes out from, like, bleeding from his brain. And you're just like, ugh, what a hassle. God. And he, and he ends the comic going, running the world really shouldn't be this hard. Yep. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, I like this guy. I like yeah. this guy. I like this comic. Oh, uh, really fun. Now, yeah. And it, it's a lot to take in. And hopefully yeah. this, this explanation, this description didn't just totally bamboozle well, you. Because I think that there's definitely... If you know Warren Ellis, this is to be expected. Classic Ellis. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, like I said, with editorial oversight we'll, we'll start to hone in on because he's he's got a lot of talent so i'm hoping this ends up being really good yeah what has me hopeful is you can tell from even the cover art that they are tracking this initial run of wild storm to only last 24 issues yeah. and, it, and it's tracking it on the front cover so this is one it's gonna be one through 24 it's a set story for, at least for this initial run. Yeah. And, you know, so your hope... It's, they've got a point in mind. They've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yep. So that's the good news. And and I'm hopeful for what's to come. It was it was a good first issue. It, they actually... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. yeah, no, 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 please. I was going to say, they actually show you the first three issues yeah. in the back yeah. after the interview yeah. uh, with Warren Ellis. Um, so you see the initial one has uh, Zealot, then you have Grifter, and then you have... And I forget this character's name, but she's the third episode. At least the, uh, the cover for it. Yeah. Um, really, really cool stuff. I love. Is that an, that's Angela Spica? I don't know. I don't think that's Spica. She looks like her hair is much darker. I don't think okay. that's Spica. Okay. Um, I John Davis Hunt's art is fantastic. Yeah. Like I loved every page of this comic. Hands down. Oh, it's super cool, and I, I kind of think to to the point of uh, you know the the twenty four stories. I think. Stories that have a clear progression, like you set out to tell something, to say something, you end up telling a really cool story as opposed to these other things where you kind of start with, you kind of got your starting point, you got your finish line, 
you don't really know what's going to happen in between, so you find yourself kind of struggling for inspiration, struggling for what's going to move the plot forward next. You come through with a couple of filler issues, and, and you're left kind of as a reader feeling like, uh, some weeks this is pretty good, some weeks this is like kind of weak. It gives you something like concrete to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So really hopeful for where this goes for in sure. the future. And I think it's got a lot of. I think it's got a lot of oomph yeah. taking it. Welcome back in a cool direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that brings us to uh, our special topic. Oh yeah. Ooh. Now it is uh it is Black History Month. It is. Is it? We're it drinking. is. It is. You should know that. Yeah, well, it, it is. is. It's February. <laughs> it is February. We're drinking Black Russians, mm-hmm. and Andrew absolutely begged me to be able to introduce the special segment. Oh, so. yeah. Did I? <laughs> Andrew, take us away. Well, welcome to the special segment. So Happy to be here. Oh, yeah, glad thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Ecstatic. you. We're gonna talk about right now our favorite. Black heroes. All right, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. I'm about to. I'm pumped. At the count of whatever I decide, <laughs> shout someone's name out, and you're about to tell me your favorite black hero. Oh wow! And also why? Hit me. And also why? Yeah. Good luck. Three, four, seven. Arya. Oh wow. Uh, John Stewart. Ooh, the, oh, uh, good one. Oh, great good choice. One. Yeah. Great choice. The first successor to Hal Jordan as a Green Lantern. Um, John Stewart, so he was originally an architect. Yeah. Later on, they retconned him as a uh, ex-Marine. Yep. But I think they kept some of the architect values or whatever. Sure. But um, there were a couple reasons why it was a big deal, right? One, it was the next human Green Lantern. It's like, oh, what are the odds it took them centuries <coughs> to pick a human now they yeah. picked another now human. Now they're just rolling in humans. Exactly. Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Prior to that, I think the, the biggest mainstream uh, black superhero you saw was like Steel in the DC Universe. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and possibly Cyborg, depending on when they rewrote him. But uh, John Stewart, he was super smart. His constructs alone were that like wildly different from Hal Jordan's. Hal Jordan's yeah. were shooting from the hip, Harrier jets, giant missiles, boxing gloves, giant boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, the, the shit that you you sort of like made fun of the Green Lantern yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, sure. John Stewart was the first one to make like these really intricate yeah. constructs. He made the like anti-air guns. He made yeah. like it was it was really really cool watching what would come out of his mind. The only person that I thought was like a like even a little bit more interesting in terms of the contracts was Kyle Rayner, and that's the only artist. As, artist, as an yeah. artist, yeah, he has, yeah. But John Stewart and I, my buddy Sean, who also recommended this, uh, the drink and the special topic this yeah. week, reminded me of a moment where Hal Jordan is injured, and yeah. he asked John Stewart, "Look, all I need you to do is hold out against this huge, massive army of I think it was the Black Lanterns." Um, yeah, so Hal Jordan's actually in space trying to unite the other, the, all the spectrums of yeah. lanterns so they can come back and right. actually defeat the other, these guys. Yes. So he's like, "You got a force coming your way. Yeah, I need you to, I need you to weather the storm until we rally these guys because this is all we got, and you need to just hold out." They're right behind Mogo, who is an entire planet, but also a Green Lantern. <laughs> classic so like, right, yeah. Mogo. Classic uh, Mogo. Mogo. Uh, <laughs> and so, so Hal Jordan asks this of John Stewart, which is like a seemingly impossible task for one person. Yeah. 
like for one Green Lantern, let alone one person. Um, and he's like, okay, like let's do this. And he just you see him thrust his ring out, and you see the entire like Marine Corps composed of everybody he's ever fought with, everybody he's ever known, everybody in the past that's yeah. ever fallen behind him, and they just cuck everybody and hold out <laughs> and it was the cool it was like such yeah. a freaking cool it's like the greatest it's the greatest construct That's he becomes awesome. like he was the interim leader of the green lanterns when hal jordan was injured and then he becomes the leader yep. of the green lanterns because yeah. of his like military prowess his knowledge of battle his just like oh like his absolute intellect yeah his, his bravery everything laying his life down um, everything you look for out of a Green Lantern. Yeah, not, not just a Green Lantern, a lead. hero. A, sure, leader, yeah. a hero, everything. Uh, and I, I think he's absolutely my... Yeah? Yeah, it was... It was there's no There's I, no contest in my mind. I, my I don't think it goes without saying, for a lot of people who they may not... For, for a lot of people who don't come into the DC Universe from a comics, like from the actual comic book yeah. perspective, they may have jumped in with the animated stuff, he right? Is the yeah. Green Lantern, you know. For those yep. people, a lot of people I know, when you burn up the Green Lantern, like, yep. they're like, oh, you mean Jon Stewart? Because he was, in that animated series, he was the, that, he's the Green Lantern they introduced in, in the Superman animated series yep. and they carried on into the Justice yep. League animated series. And that's what a lot of people who and don't so read so comic books, that's who they know as the embodiment of the Green yeah. Lantern. Which actually excites me for the new Green Lantern Corps movie coming out because oh. they, yeah, I think they may have Jon Stewart as the main character which would be really, really You kind of have to. He's such a point. he's such a crucial a important yeah. I'm pulling character. for Idris Elba. Oh my god. If that was Elba was Jon Stewart. Elba could play every Holy. part. Yeah. That would be movie? awesome. God. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Holy smokes. Can you imagine? You have my vote on that. Can you that? imagine Hands I'm all flying through space with, uh, with a power <laughs> With the ultimate power ring? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that'd be Marvel would have locked down, though. Huh? Oh, is this a different universe? It's a different universe. No, I would find them. I mean, you had Ryan Reynolds be both a shitty green light. Well, he was great. The story sucked. Eh. But an incredible Deadpool. I thought he was the perfect character. Eh. I digress. I think, he's, I, think he, I think Chris Pine can pull it off as well. Uh, yeah, Chris as Pine. Hal Jordan. Yeah, he's as Hal Jordan. Jordan. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that'd be a great one too. That takes. I'm gonna do the old uh, Russian roulette. We'll spin the barrel. We'll see what goes. That takes us to the lake. Oh, oh my god! I'm glad it came to me because when I heard this topic, yeah, a name leapt into my mind. It did. It did. You knew immediately. Who I knew. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was like, you know, I'm ready to go. And for me. This is like a throwback to my childhood, something that was going on. This was actually my childhood best friend. Um, we were big into comics when we were younger, and this was his, like, one of his top favorite comic books of all time. An Image Comics ex- original. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> wow. No, Howard the Duck. Wow. <laughs> not black. Not black. In fact, a duck. <laughs> and <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> is he green? Uh, it is Spawn. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. God. Spawn is um, great. Issue 250 was like last week. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Al Simmons. So originally this kind of like freelance, wet work assassin, top in his class, like like world class assassin, rolls around. And he kind of like, you know, one of those kind of like soldiers of fortune, but working to fight the good fight. Like he's on, he, he's working for the company that 
story-wise now, his his main kind of like canonical antagonist, Jason Wynn, runs. Uh, he's yep. working for him originally, and Jason Wynn sends him out to, to go do these like wet work assignments. God, what a total douche. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> nah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so... He Let me do my own wet work assignments. That's <laughs> all I'm asking. Stop micromanaging me. Jason Wynn. <laughs> so, Jason Wynn ends up trying to, like, in his uh, megalomaniac uh, quest to just gather ultimate God, power and rule the dick. world, <laughs> he forges this pact with uh, Malbolgia, who's basically... Sounds evil. Basically the devil. Yeah, he like, sounds yeah. pretty evil. The word yeah. bad is in it, even though <laughs> Malbolgia. <laughs> oh, that's French. I haven't yeah, yeah, Malbolgia. Yeah. Your Duolingo helps you with that one. <laughs> Sponsored by Duolingo. <laughs> uh, so, he's kind of uh, signed this contract saying, listen, you know, we're, we're going to be better fellows. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me, like, amass this power. And they're like, okay... Uh, what we need from you is for you to kill Al Simmons, and he's like, "Oh, that's you're like, why do you want him?" Not no, that, sign me up. I'll he's, yeah, he's like, not, "Not that I fucking care, but like, why do you want Al Simmons dead? Like, he's doing great work for you where he is, and he's basically out there killing a bunch of people anyway." And they're like, Malbolge's whole plan is every couple of hundred of years, he has basically the world's best assassin comes to him in hell. And he rebursts them as a hell spawn, yep. ah. and that's how he gets the name Spawn, which is incredible. So that's he's kind cool. of he's he's born with like a shattered memory. He's going off very like visceral kind of just like gut reactions to a lot of things. Yeah, he ends up living in the sewers, and, and I just love, I love all of the because he's got great depictions in comics and uh there's an hbo series that's rated very highly game of thrones. Thrones. they've never like actually fucked up spawn game of like, thrones? it's always been really cool no it's not game of thrones is it rome it's <sighs> also a great series I'm the only no. spawn's cape alone could have fucked up both of those series <laughs> yeah. could have could have ended those oh, yeah, I don't know. rome was pretty good uh, <laughs> but anyway back to you Lisa. yeah so a2 um, brutus <laughs> How do I mute this mic? Oh, it's your God. mic as well. So. Yeah. It won't help. I've already tried. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, so but it's, I, I love the depictions, right? Because he's always, he's living in the alleys. He's kind of this, like, shattered man, a guy that, like, society has forgotten. He's come back after what he thinks is, like, the next day. But he's yeah. really come back after For six years, yeah, five, five or six years. His wife, country mile, child, his, like he can't reunite with either of them. Right, his yeah. wife has moved on. Has married his uh, best friend Bitch. from when he was alive. Jesus, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, you know, basically, life has moved on. Uh, he's kind of left in it, coming to terms with the fact that he's now uh, this unbelievably powerful, like hell spawn. And he's Just, like, well, all right, that's well, all right. I'm, I'm gonna do what I do. Yeah. And so, like, I've got to kill my best friend. He stole my wife. Ah, uh, he does say that at one point. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Uh, but basically, he he comes at home in the sewers, and he kind of begrudgingly forms relationships with uh, the other people that are not living in the sewers. I'm sorry, but living in like alleys, like like right. back alleys. 
Uh, he basically befriends kind of these like uh, like hobos, transients, um, and and he kind of railway men. What? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess that uh, falls under the classification. Back to you, Lincoln. <laughs> so all these threats are drawn because basically what it goes through is it's saying like these psychopaths, these sociopaths, they're drawn to malevolence. So, so much, like, kind of, especially through the HBO series, we're falling through this, um, all these things are coming to a head. All these, like, horrible things are happening. The police can't figure out why, huh. but they're happening in these back alleyways. Basically because all these maniacs, all these killers, all this, like, malevolent evil is drawn wow. to Spawn yeah. as basically the devil's, like, force. It's a and kangaroo catastrophe. <laughs> this is kangaroo court. <laughs> Can I mute it? Well, <laughs> like I said, no. it's not gonna, it's not gonna help you. It's not gonna help you. I don't know. Andrew will just shout that we've taken him to kangaroo court. And this is <laughs> this is unacceptable. But uh, so he does a little bit of what he does best. He gets a whole bunch of guns. Kills a whole bunch of people. Yeah. He starts chopping them in half with chains. <laughs> and I love, I, I've always, I think probably my favorite part about it has always been the cinematography, the drawing, how he's always shrouded in his cloak. How that the is cloak true. is kind of like synonymous with darkness. Yeah. And most of, of the, the kind of like just death that he doles out comes from his cloak just kind of enveloping people and being dragged back into darkness. And it's just such a cool... Or even protecting him. Like, it has... What's funny... Oh, yeah, it's got... It's got a whole bunch of different powers. Holy crap, but... The, the first thing I thought about when I saw Doctor Strange and that cloak coming to his mind, I was like, oh, it's like Spawn's cloak. It's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spawn is... uh, No joke. Always, (laughs) always been... Uh, a favorite hero of mine, a guy who has not been afraid to do a little bad to do a lot of good. Oh, he's certainly always out of bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never out of bullets, though. No, <laughs> no he no. has those. He has those. And, uh, yeah, and, and that was that was my pick it, immediately. Who's next? Back. Oh, uh... Well, I think ooh, Bob, Link. Ooh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might want to go again. You might want to go again. <laughs> Please not Andrew. Yeah, well, well we can't dodge it at this point. He's the only one. I'm the left. only one left uh, in the room. No, no, no. All we have are bullets, and the hope they'll hit me. <laughs> My choice. I think we just end the podcast. Yeah, yeah. For this special topic, okay, is what is our special? Topic? Which is the one, the only. I thought you were gonna say Jelly. I love that movie. Blade. Ooh, oh, all right, all right. Yeah. But uh, only as depicted by Wesley Snipes. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll lay the groundwork. Uh, Blade, vampire hunter extraordinaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also part vampire himself. Some would say half. He is a uh, half vampire, half human, a sworn adversary to Dracula. Got to take him down. Yep. Great stuff there. Um. You get into the movies, as you mentioned, Yeah, was Wesley Snipes. A lot of people don't know, but this comes up frequently in bar trivia, which <laughs> I answer correctly. Yeah, a connoisseur of bar trivia, if you will. That I am. Yeah. Uh, what the, the question typically is, what was Marvel's first blo- like blockbuster success 
what was their first successful blockbuster movie? It was Blade the Blade. And a lot of people say, oh, it Iron was Man. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, it was Blade. Oh, you know what? Avengers was the first one that really hit. Like, they'll, name, they'll rattle off a whole lot of movies. It was Blade. Yep. Wesley Snipes Blade was a Marvel movie. A lot never, of people like, don't realize. Advertises like a Marvel. Never you was. Have the Marvel no. flick. No, it's also yeah, kind of. I, I feel like part of that is because it's kind of dark. It is. Like yeah. he's killing people, and that's oh, yeah. really not Marvel's. Like you. Well, he's killing vampires. Well, there's there's that, but at that time when Blade was released, whatever company was behind, whatever production yeah. company was behind that, you didn't have the traditional Marvel flip like, like comic, the comics, sure, big Marvel intro, and, and at that time it wasn't like. As it is now, where you like you put the Marvel logo behind like a Howard the Duck movie, and it's probably gonna make money, <laughs> yeah. right? Case in point, Howard the Duck, yeah, the movie. Yeah. What what actually it was actually the opposite. Like people looked at comic book movies and they're like, uh, like these are for children. These Unless are kind of campy, right? I don't. That's almost a death sentence to put that. So they they put out these Blade movies. Without kind of the Marvel, like the comic book, yeah. really attachment so, to it. And this isn't necessarily yeah. a comic book movie. This is a really cool Wesley Snipes right. movie. Yeah. But if you, like, realistically, if you look at um, the success that Marvel has had at the blockbuster, like at the movies, it started with, it started with Blade, right? They, <coughs> they couldn't have done that Iron Man movie that really caught fire that translated into them being bought out by Disney. That Basically gave them, created right. the MCU. Right, yeah, that's fair. It, it did right. start all that. When, yeah. when you think Iron Man was their big risk taker, that's what catapulted them into success, but where they got kind of the, the back end of the capital and the start for that was from Blade. Yeah, so Blade specifically Blade One. Yeah, specifically <laughs> yeah, yeah. specifically Blade One. It it really Definitely not Blade Trinity. No. Uh, but uh but Blade One really kick started if you are a fan of the Marvel movies, you you've gotta think Blade as a character and Blade the movie, Blade One Agreed. For for yeah. starting that whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh so Absolutely. that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh my my really attachment to Blade, no surprise. <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> I can see why you would say that. Shows up, shows up on the X Men. Yeah, there's a blonde. If it's if it's not one Stacy, I believe uh, you mentioned it. Link has some attachment to the X Men. Oh, X Men. Is it Blade kills the X Men universe? Almost, actually. <laughs> uh, there was a there was an event, an X Men event called Curse of the Mutants, uh, where X Men essentially vampirism was running rampant. Oh, wow. And X-Men were being turned into vampires. Basically, X-Men versus vampires God. was the event. Could you imagine right? Wolverine as a vampire? Oh, he didn't yes. let that happen. <laughs> I don't think he could technically be a vampire because I, he he, I think at some point he got bitten and he's like, yeah, what the fuck? It was cool, though, because the vampires led like this huge revolt and the X-Men stood against them. Yeah. And it was Blade's son... Who's heading the vampire army against the mutants? Wow! Oh, yeah. Wow! And and the mutant solution to the problem was, we gotta usurp him. Let's resurrect Dracula and get him to uh, get him to like, you know, like throw a wrench into this whole thing. Yeah. And then Blade rolls up. He's like, Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It took me like freaking forever to kill Dracula. Like, there's no <laughs> way you're bringing Dracula back. It took me through Blade Trinity to kill Dracula. Yeah, so, like, I didn't even kill him till the third movie. Classic X Men. Eventually, I think they do resurrect Dracula. Like, Fuck you. Uh, it's really cool. It's one of my favorite, and, and I kind of hate it to this day. But one of my favorite X Men, Jubilee, gets actually turned into a vampire. Yeah, yeah. So she loses like her. A lot of her innate mutant... Her like, ability to sparkle. But I sparkle. thought that was part of the whole, like, uh, Twilight series. Right. She <laughs> loses a lot of her innate, like, ability to, like, generate energy and, and that kind of thing. But she gets, like, super speed, uh, super super speed, like, strength, agility, like, vampire abilities, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also can't go out in the daylight, so that kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, and Blade's like, well, I gotta put her down. <laughs> and, and Wolverine's like over my dead body so like the, my my connection with Blade is that Curse of the Mutants event Blade versus Wolverine him trying to kill Jubilee Wolverine trying to save Jubilee like that was some great stuff so yeah yeah really that, really cool that hero. was great yeah. damn yeah strong pick I all Thank around you. I think like really yeah. really yeah. great picks yeah yeah yeah. I mean and there are a lot and, and there are just two I wanted to bring up as yeah, honorable please mentions do, please do I don't know if you guys have yeah, like a, a couple that we're, we're vying for. We don't have to yeah. really get into them, but I, there were two for me that were really kind of really fighting for it. Um, the other would have been Static Shock. That's sure. exactly what I was just going to yeah. mention. Yeah, for yeah. It, it kind of a kid begins to get the ability to <laughs> manipulate electricity, so he kind of does some stuff with magnetism, mm-hmm. flies around. I, I think he, he kind of picks he up different objects. Shock. They just call him Shock eventually. Yeah, like he, he okay. loses the static man. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and he kind of picks up like um, manhole covers, like trash can covers, and he like flies around. On that them. cartoon was awesome. Oh, oh yeah. amazing! I thought it was. Great. I mean, that was so when you had cool. the Batman the Animated Series, and then eventually you had Batman Beyond and Static Shock. Like that, yeah. Superman the Animated Series, they were all just in that same realm of yeah. Phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other for me would be Ultimate Nick Fury. Which most people you mean Samuel come, L. Jackson? Most people will come to recognize as uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. Yes. I'm tired of these goddamn aliens on my goddamn planet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrier. Yeah, so yeah. a helicarrier planet, New York, uh, whatever. Get he's, him out. He he's coming to put a couple of bullets in a couple of aliens. That he does. Um, amazing, amazing depiction of Nick Fury. Um, and I think I really wanted to bring those two up as honorable yeah. mentions. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well worth it. Yeah, you have I think for for Marvel, one of the most iconic uh, black heroes would be of course Black Panther. Yeah, we were specifically yeah. banned from mentioning Black. Sean Panther. did ban us from talking no, about Black Panther. He did. He, he said that would be a huge cop out. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, but like you have so you have him who who was in there and then but it was, I guess the equivalent you could say was he's like, the Black Batman. Right, he's a, a prince, eventually a king of an entire nation. Yeah, who has the intellect and martial ability to create the suit and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, he, the, the 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 closest parallel you find is Batman. Yeah, and then you also have like Luke Cage, you know, like like a ton of characters worth mentioning for sure. Um, but I think honestly, like, and even Steel, right? Like in in the Superman universe, Steel was a big deal because he was the first not just he was the first person of color to take the Superman mantle yeah right you had eventually like the the depiction of Obama as as Superman in another universe Uh, yeah 
I think I think those are also also honorable mentions. Yeah, I like Black Manta. Oh, Black Manta. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Also yeah. And Black Beetle. Uh, well, maybe he counts. Really? Yeah. Isn't no? He's. Is his know, we'll count black? black Beetle. I don't know. He's the Black Beetle. Yeah. He's always fighting blue. To be fair, when we were talking about this, Andrew just mentioned characters with the name Black in their name. So. <laughs> That's true. He did not, yeah. not, he did not get the idea yeah, of Bond. He didn't, he didn't understand quite where we were going. There were a lot of them, too. <laughs> yeah. The, the list was not <laughs> short. Nah, let me tell you. I did not, you do not realize until Andrew Montoya texts you for 10 hours. <laughs> Roughly. Uh, just <laughs> a list of uh, heroes with black do, in there. Do you read a couple of honorable mentions? No, no, no. We, <laughs> think, we, think, we do not have time. I think we just move on to next week one shot. Oh, man. Whoop, What's whoop, coming out whoop, next whoop, week? Whoop. <laughs> What? Uh, no, that was not out part next of the next week. week. <laughs> what are we really looking forward to? And Ari, I'd like you to start us off. Yeah, uh, Teen Titans number five. I really love the direction they've been going in. Um, you are in the midst of a saga where they fight, or Damien gives himself up to fight Ra's al Ghul. Dr. Um, Manhattan there yet? No, no, not Titans. Teen Titans. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is similar to the Justice League where they're starting to find that cohesive bond of like, all right, well, we'll accept Damien as one of us type thing. Um, I think it's really fun. I love how ruthless Damien is. He's like such an extreme with the other members of the Teen Titans uh, that it's it's just it's interesting to see that that relationship. So, so I'm really looking forward to Teen Titans number five. Number cool. Five. cool. Andrew, what do you got for us? Next week, one shot. Well, I'm pretty sure, based on this note that I left myself, <laughs> that I'm quite excited for Electra, number one. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I kind of don't care at all about any Daredevil characters other than Daredevil. Yeah, you passed on Kingpin last week. And, uh, well, and they've been going through, as you mentioned last week, they've been going through a lot of yeah. kind of re- restructuring. Yeah. Yeah, they all suck. <laughs> all of them suck. How would you know if you didn't pick them up? Well, I picked up, I picked up Bullseye and it was awful. So. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I feel like Kingpin would be better than that. Uh, so, like, I, I don't really care about them. Like, Daredevil's okay. Like, you know Electra's not blonde, right? Yeah, yeah, but Electra <laughs> is a cool... If you've watched the... the Jennifer Garner Daredevil. No, nah, that one sucked too. Yeah. Uh, the, the Netflix Daredevil season two that has Electra in it. Oh, she's oh, fantastic. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a great. That's really good. That, that really got. That's me, a Marvel Electra. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a Marvel Electra. That got me really kind of back into that character. So I'm, I've had high hopes. I'm excited to see what they do in Electra standalone. I'm excited for that, and hopefully it's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, to the surprise of no one, uh, next week I am super excited for something that uh, if you've listened to the show before, first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, you would know that we've talked about Infamous Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Wow, big coming surprise. Out, yeah, big coming surprise. out next week. Unbelievable writing. A Bendis comic. Uh, so we were talking about kind of how important Classic Bendis. Is. Classic Bendis. Real classic yeah. Bendis. Real Bendis. Not, yeah, yeah, Real not, Bendis. not in the sense of like, oh, what he's done so often, but sure. in the sense of like his original kind of claim to fame. Yeah. Um, but Doctor Doom picking up the mantle of Iron Man to kind of switch to the side of good. 
uh, and, and kind of like how his transition to that because it's a bumpy ride and uh, it is it is one hell of a comic. Um, and I'm one looking forward to it. Heck of a comic. <laughs> he double hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's all we got. So Thank you're God. welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be in the show now. So you're you're welcome for this part. Um, but as always, listener, you handsome bastard, we find ourselves at the end of the show. I don't know how you made it this far. You probably no longer survive. This, this probably automatically plays and that's how we get your one listen. But here we are. And on a count of three, we'll do what we do best. Which is shout like lunatics. <laughs> we are good at that. Yeah. Gentlemen, it's been one heck of a ride. It's been something. Well, that's true. Yeah. Three, two, one. Das Christmas! Jesus Christ. Well, the Luke Cage is the Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Does she like coffee? I'm glad you said quote Thor again. Yeah. Sweet Christmas. <laughs>
Once we've done what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I heard it, I heard it. Go on. You wanted to talk about your favorite black television show? Andrew. <laughs> no, I didn't want to talk about nothing. Yeah, you told me to turn the mics back on. No, 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 you had no. more to say about black TV. I didn't want to say about the hell. Fucking Hydra. Well, wait a second, this oh is my kind of god, important. what the hell is that? Dude, my friend said, I got this for like $30. Is that vibranium? It might as well be. Hit is it. that a real? Can you hold that? Hit it. Yeah, dude, it's kind of fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude. Take a bullet. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Someone shoot him. Someone shoot him. <laughs> Somebody shoot him. Shoot me. But I'm returning it because it has these fucking drop marks on it. You see these things? It's yeah, yeah. Stars. I took a picture. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> With the shield. And you sent him a video and said, Fuck yeah. you. This is from America. It's gonna, go, it's, gonna go, it's gonna go right here. As it should. Cause Hail Hydra. That's pretty great. Yeah. And I'm just gonna fucking throw it at you and <laughs> overtime. I'm almost never overtime. Except for the last two times we recorded. We've all been overtime. Yeah, well, that's true. We legit all went overtime again this week. Yeah, true. Um no, 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 there's literally no um. Like, yeah. We all saw the time. Uh, we all went over time. Well, I think that also, 